0: Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. I usually speak to bands about how they've been able to survive, what their attitude is towards surviving and making records, because everyone's got a different story, really. But today's episode is a little bit different. In the lead up to Arc Tangent Festival on the 16th to the 19th of August, coming soon now, I wanted to speak to James Scarlett, the booker, about some of the bands we're most excited about seeing. To be honest, the whole lineup, is full of bands that we could talk at length about so this is just a selection and there's an ATG playlist on Spotify. So this episode is just a bit of an entree before you can get back to listening to the full lineup. If you're heading down to ATG, I'll be doing a live episode with Pupil Slicer on Thursday, the 17th, at the Elephant in the Bar Room. I'll be speaking to Katie from Pupil Slicer at 10 in the morning on the Elephant in the Barroom stage. So bring your coffees and come hang out with us. Alright, this is 101 part-time jobs with a very special ATG episode where I'm speaking to Booker James Scarlett. Yes so we can say we Yes so we
1: can say we try.
0: James Scarlett, we got you again. Talking about ATG this time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me back.
0: Hey, anytime. ATG <laughs> is just completely wild i'm looking at the clash finder now i mean that is actually that was one of the first things i thought when i saw the clash finder that there are clashes at any time they're not staggered clashes they are literally one for one clashes yeah was was that a pretty difficult decision to come to
1: yeah i mean it was basically the reason we did it is because i am a massive like festival nerd and i love going (laughs) to festivals right so it's my favorite thing to do even though i now run them Um, So. And when I go to festivals, I find it quite annoying when the clash finder is really weirdly laid out. Like, I think what a lot of festivals do is they just work out the times for one stage, and then the times for another stage, and then the time for another stage. And where they clash, they clash. And where they don't, they don't. Mm. And what that means is you end up being like, oh, if we run here, we could do 20 minutes of this. And then you you work out this stupid plan, which just ends up being quite stressful. Whereas I feel like at Arc Tangent, you can just make your decision. I can't watch these two bands because they're on exactly the same time. I could do half and half, or I'm just going to make a decision. And it feels like clean. One of my favorite things to watch at ATG is like the migration of the audience because the band finishes and they go like a herd. So it's like three stages on, then two on, then three on, then two on. And the audience just goes like that. There should be a time lapse really of that. It's cool.
0: Well, you know what? I, I think if, and I'll do that like, Hey, lots of people will do that. They'll think, okay, these, these bands of clashes all like staggered. You watched 15 bands of the 15 minutes of this, 20 minutes of that. And what ends up happening is obviously you don't get to the stage in the time that you think, you know, it's always going to take 10 minutes. You, someone needs a waz or to get a drink. And then the other thing is that like, you know, and I'm, I'm not like a purist in this sense, but there's got to be something to say when a band does a set, they arrange that, they you know, they they formulate and they write out that set, kind of assuming people who are gonna see the whole thing. Yeah. I think that's cool because you you go in, you have to make a decision and you can be there for the start to the finish of the set.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and it and even more so, arctangent, I think. The nature of the music is like there's a band called um Bellwitch playing and they've just released an album and it's eighty three minutes long and it's one song. And, uh, so uh, they they're not actually playing for as long as that ArcTangent, but you can pretty much guarantee that when they play, I saw them at Roadburn and they played for two hours and there was no break in the music. So it isn't uh, like pop in and out kind of band, you know. Right. You should you should either watch them or not watch them. Don't watch half of them, I, I think. So yeah, ArcTangent does feel like a sort of thing where you should be at the band's set at the start, um, unless you're me, and then. I just jump around. I can't stand still for long enough at my own festival. I need to like, I get edgy if I stand still for too long. So yeah, keep moving.
0: I'm with you. And that's, that's just such a wonderful spirit of it. And ATG is the kind of place, you know, the festival is the kind of place where bands who release an 80 minute one song album, like attract. And there's, a, there's an audience that is thrilled by that. There's an audience that's intrigued and curious and loves that shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's properly—I mean, Bell Witch, as an example—it's properly unusual music, and I would say it—it's it very impressive to see live. It's just a bassist and a drummer, and they are—and the wow. and the bassist is conjuring all these sounds that don't sound like a bass, um, and it is just a real like experience that kind of envelops you. Um, I'm like really glad that a band like Bell Witch exists in the world because it's like it gives you like faith that people have got attention spans. You know what I mean in the modern sort of like people flicking around on Spotify. Well, yeah. which are like, no, you got, you got 83 minutes.
0: Yeah. Well, a band like that for me, a uh, chat pile Cod God's yeah. country is just such a killer record. Why it's just such a heavy song. And yeah, that's yeah. a band that gives me that feeling. It's like, it gives me faith in humanity that that band exists. I mean, even the photo of them, you could tell, you know, they're, you could tell they're just not into press shots. They're just kind of, regular people you know going nuts to their shows you know we live in a time where we could watch everything on youtube now their shows are really funny i saw them covering some pop songs at a wedding of one of their friends a few weeks ago and they're just like a funny interesting band to, to immerse yourself in
1: yeah that i mean that album is really amazing isn't it um it was one of my one of my favorites from last year and i i feel pretty proud that we're like it was us that got them to come to the uk for the first time like the only reason they're over here is because of us and um, apart from the having played roadburn festival it's basically the second time they're coming to europe um so it's it's like feels it feels like a really special thing and well, okay. uh, and they're, they're also um i don't know if they want me to tell you this or not but um, when i contacted the the agent he was like well they're not really a full time band they they're just like you know they just wrote this album and they didn't expect everyone to love it i don't think and then it went down really well and you got people like me paying them quite a lot of money to come to Europe and i think it's made them think hang on maybe maybe this is actually a thing um you know maybe we can we can take this further and and take it more seriously or at least give not more seriously because they're very serious on me at times um but like give more give more time to it so that's that's pretty cool
0: that's so cool to hear james because that's like a personal touch you know all of a sudden hearing you say that it's not just you know the 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 powers above the b in the in the music industry world you know that's a real personal connection that's really cool and i i feel that you know you can feed fans and listeners can feed off that
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think it will be like uh, when they play octangent it's going to be electric i think uh, that's a very, that's going to be a very exciting moment.
0: Another band that people are really excited about or that I'm really excited about is 68, a member of the Chariot.
1: Yeah, Josh. But yeah, that's That's a really interesting one at, at, um, at ATG because if you actually listen to 68, well, weirdly, the Chariot would fit <laughs> Arctangent and 68 actually don't, but they do because people know who he is. And, and, and the one thing I've really tried to do at Arctangent this year is to have some sort of, happy music on because it's it's quite po-faced and like you know like brutal at times and and it can be quite just like everyone just like slowly nodding their heads looking serious stroking their beards and that is like that is what ArcTangent is but um really wanted to have a bit more fun and 68 is mega fun yeah it's just like uh they remind me quite a lot of like some white stripes stuff it's just like people having fun on guitar yeah. It's just like rock and roll. Like Queens of Stone Age crossed with the White Stripes and just properly going for it. Um, Yeah, it's cool.
0: That's really cool. And Josh Scogan, I mean, I just saw, I didn't know this before, but he was in Norma Jean, which yeah, yeah. for me growing up was kind of down the, down the skate park. You know, the, the, the scenesters would be wearing Norma Jean t-shirts and you'd, yeah. you'd listen to it and you're like, is this metal or is this scene? I mean, it doesn't really matter because now on reflection, Norma Gina, a great entry point into some interesting music, at the very Absolutely. least.
1: Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Totally agree. Um, so yeah, he's he's done some he's done some cool stuff, and this is like a real departure for him. So I think it will be amazing. I think get yourself a pint and go and watch 68, it's gonna be fun.
0: Great stuff. And Chat Pile, this is basically their first time coming to the UK. And same with Chinese football. Yeah. It's gonna be their first time playing outside of Asia, which is you know nuts for them nuts for us
1: yeah and it's been it's quite an interesting story with chinese football because they're from wuhan which is where um covid i, I hope i pronounced mm. that right um, yeah it's
0: wuhan yeah
1: it's where covid s- supposedly started so or certainly where the outbreak started like and um so they they were booked to play ArcTanGent in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 And and because if you think about it, China's only just um, like relaxed or relaxed a lot of its rules and they're only able to just travel now. So it's been a real long time coming. Um,
0: They're going to make the most of that then, aren't they?
1: Yeah. And I know a lot of people are really um, excited to see them because they've never played in the UK, but they're quite popular in that kind of like sort of math rock um, world, which is where Arctangent started really. They're the sort of band that could have played Arctangent right back at the beginning. So yeah, that'd be really cool.
0: I was listening to Pet Brick this morning and I listened to Pet Brick after Chinese football and the kind of (laughs) fucking, you know, visceral (laughs) rawness of Pet Brick made it hit even harder after listening to the kind of, kind of like soothing, kind of blue sky thinking of Chinese football, Pet Brick hit you like a ton of bricks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that I'm quite excited about, you just mentioned Norma Jean, but, um, so for me, when I was first getting into heavy music, uh, in the like mid 90s Sepultura um were like massive and um their album Ro- I remember really well when Roots came out I think it was 96 and like the drummer in Pet Rick is the Sepultura drummer so it's like um that's just cool I mean yeah. I never go and like meet bands and get selfies I think it's really uncool if you run the festival it's not like you have to just resist the temptation to do that but I mean, it's Igor Cavalera. I'm going to go and say hi. I've got to.
0: Excellent. Um, That's so cool. Have you, have you done that before? Have you, have you ever made yourself look a bit like an idiot in front of a headlining band of something you're booking?
1: Um, maybe. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was a thing with Refused where they did some really like at 2000 Trees and they, like, they called out the festival um, about like female representation live from the stage Okay. and uh, on like female representation on the lineup. I thought yep. it was really It was quite clunky the way he did it. And it, I get his point. His point's a great one actually, but the way he did it was bad. And I think he targeted the wrong, <laughs> he targeted the wrong festival. Cause we've always, re- well, I think we've always tried really hard to have like diverse lineups. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And we continue to try hard to have diverse lineups. And yeah, so I had a really awkward conversation. <laughs> I had a really awkward conversation after their set with him, um, where I really regretted actually just because I think he was like, oh, this is this is awkward. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think me and, me and Dennis from Refused are, are good mates, but I, I, I really rarely go and speak to the bands. I was really disappointed I didn't speak to Opeth last year at Arctangent, but I just – I was just running around and it just didn't happen. It's weird. You book one of your favourite bands ever and then you don't actually say hello. But, yeah.
0: Empire State Bastard, Simon from Biffy Clyro and Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Yeah. Dave Lombardo from Slayer is playing ATG. I mean yeah, that yeah. is just that's wild. Can you can you like visualize that right now? Can you can you see that? No, well
1: it, it's it's pretty bonkers. And you know what the, the mad thing is if you said to me who's your favorite musician in Empire State Bastard, it's like Mike Renaud, right? From Ocean Size. But cool. yeah. but um OG. They, but what a great uh combination of people and like Dave Lombardo is like what I just said about Igor Cavalera from Sepultura like times 10 it's like Dave Lombardo from Slayer it's like wow and then you know Simon Neil from Biffy is a legitimate like he's an actual rock star right yeah an actual rock star not like a bit of a rock star he's a he's a rock star well he
0: transcends it because Biffy are kind of, you know, when they're on the front cover of Kerrang! and, and sometimes when they're doing some like video shoots, when they're on a shit on a pirate ship, you know, that's kind of, that's like what only like one side to Biffy there's, it feels like there's like dozens of other sides where, you know, they, they, they're fucking cool. Basically they're yeah, not yeah. always being photographed and they're just writing riffs and good songs and then enjoying other. Yeah. you, you, you get that energy from them. I feel like they're very relatable actually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Biffy have done the hardest trick to pull in the book, which is to stay credible and get massive.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think it's, like, almost impossible to do. And, like, yeah. you know, there's some bands, you know, I kind of like Muse, but they haven't really achieved that um, stay credible and get massive thing because I think most people don't that yeah. that are yeah. in the music sort of, that are really into music kind of look yeah. down their nose at them, whereas Biffy is like, Biffy are, Biffy are like, still cool. Um, yeah. And they still write really interesting, weird songs. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and that's going to be amazing. And apparently, they're going to hang around and like stay the night and check out the festival and stuff. So that's have a pretty beer,
0: cool. brilliant. Yeah. Swans. Now, I hadn't listened to Swans before before I saw the lineup of ATG. What's your? How do you describe Swans to a friend?
1: Well, so I mean, Swans been around forever, like thirty years or more probably, and um, right. it's one guy, Michael um, Michael Gira, and he. They, re- they released, so most of their albums are about two hours long and they are like, they're like proper, uh, like pieces of art, kind of an endurance contest to get through the like half an hour long songs. And it's, it's really like meditative and sometimes like crushingly heavy. I believe their new incarnation is going to be much more chilled. But whatever they do is always like really interesting, really fascinating. They've never played Arc Tangent before. Um, they're like second from top on the main stage. So it'll be like, Getting dark, I think they have. They just have this way of creating this like huge atmosphere, like and wall of sort of sound. Um, yeah, swans, swans are super cool. They Great they stuff. sound like swans. They're not. They're not like oh, swans are in this scene. They're not really yeah. in any scene. They're just swans. The main guy he just picks a band, so they're always from random, like other sort of like noise rock and uh, cool. various depending on what sound he wants to create. I think he puts the band together. So yeah, I'm not sure nice. of the current lineup, but yeah, they've been in a yeah. bunch of stuff.
0: who are really cool. Death Heaven and Sunbather is just such a killer record.
1: Yeah, I mean that is that's one of the like the the sort of seminal metal albums of the last twenty years, I think. Sunbather is. Um, so for them to be the only place they're playing it in full in the UK is ArcTangent, and that nice. that's going to be that's going to be incredible. There's so many like. Well, I think calling them bangers is probably not really the right way to describe ten-minute sort of black gay songs. But um, yeah, there's there's hits on that album. It's going to be it's going to be really great.
0: Was it like getting dibs on them doing a UK exclusive? How does that how does that work on your part?
1: Yeah, so I I, I speak to their booking agent um, a lot, um, and I know their record label as well. And it was just it was kind of in conversation. It, I was aware that. The Sun Bay, the anniversary was coming. I think one of the things in the modern music scene is bands know that they can make better money and play to more people with when they come back and do their seminal albums. Um, you can name anyone. You know, bands do these big tours and then they do smaller tours. When it's if you've been around for a long time, your your career kind of goes like uh, you know seminal album anniversary, and then it goes down a bit when you play your new album tour. And then you know, semi album again. It's just the way it is. I think so. I'm not sure about full album shows as a concept. Like, I'm not sure it's actually what I really want to have on at the festivals. But there are there's just a few records where you're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, I want to have Death Heaven playing Sunbather. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's something you always want to do. And sometimes we've probably got it wrong over the years. Where if you've got a band with sort of 12 albums if you pick an album there'll be a bunch of their fans who are like oh that's really disappointing why have you done that
0: Harken is one is another band that you introduced me to Fauna is a great record tell me about them
1: yeah um I
0: think it's Haken
1: but Haken. I might be wrong I lo- me and my mates spend hours arguing about how you pronounce <laughs> the stupid band names in our genre I mean,
0: yeah. Well, at least um, then no one's like absolutely right unless until they are right, and yeah, then it's exactly. Find like somewhere. Haken. So I probably
1: just corrected you. I've corrected you, and then probably everyone else is going. What is he talking about? Let's <laughs> listen to this. But their um their new album, I think it's my favorite album so far of 2023. It's like mad. Um, it goes. It's all over the place. It, sometimes they sound like kind of 70s prog like someone like jethro tull and then and then they sound like there's a band called lepros who are really popular art tangent um and they can't and they kind of veer in and out of all these different genres the the vocalist has got like multiple different styles and there is a bunch of like really hooky like really catchy really hooky once once the album kind of gets its teeth into you it's like really really memorable um yeah so it cut it really straddles the line of ridiculousness at times. So at times you're like, you do like have to check. Is that, you have to check in with yourself. Is that, yes. is, is that just too mad? Is that too stupid? But I think, I think they really pull it off. So people should check that out if they're into, I mean, anyone that likes Leprous should listen to Haken if they don't already.
0: Which of these above bands are on Pelagic Records?
1: No, none of the ones we talked about, with that. It would take a, a podcast in itself just to list the, the, the number of bands that are playing um, from Pelagic. But my, the, the one that I really love the most is um, Psychonaut. I think they're amazing. They're, they've also got a side project called Tractor they're playing. And then there's a bunch of others, Speak the Horses, Abraham. Um, so Pelagic is like, a, I guess you would call it uh, like a post-metal left field. It's basically like pretty much sits in the tangent space of bands are booked so whenever they release a new record i always listen to it there's pretty there's about one a month comes along and they're already they're always really strong um so that it's run by um one of the guys that runs it is robin who's in the band the ocean who are playing and they are absolutely amazing i really like um the independent sort of record scene in in our world because you've got to you wouldn't do it unless you were really enthusiastic. You know, the people that run Pelagic and Church Road and Big Scale Monsters, they're all just super into the scene. And they're they're the people that find in the bands actually. I can't take credit for, they're doing the hard work really.
0: It's amazing. Like, you know, when those bands, also those labels, bands and promoters, festivals, you know, there's an ecosystem. There's an ecosystem there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there really is, and we all like, we all we all need the other one, I think. But I'm always like super impressed by labels because you've got to find the band before anyone else has found them, and you've then got to put months and months of work and money into releasing them before mm-hmm. anyone's heard it. So it's like yeah. to start to be getting new bands in this world is pretty uh, pretty impressive. It's much much ease, much easier being a promoter like I am
0: especially as a fan nowadays with Bandcamp and finding records like church records, BSM, Pelagic, you know, when you buy a record from their website, you feel like you're part of it. You are, you're funding. You know, I think that's one of the last things we've got in like the world is like funding things that we support in, you know, putting our monies where our mouth is. Yeah. It's a good feeling that.
1: It really is. It really is. Yeah. But but my, uh, one of, one of my passions is, by, is buying records. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it is a nice feeling to support these new bands. And then one and- day some of them go on to be like, they, you know, you've got their first album on vinyl and they go on to be really successful. And that is a good, that is a nice feeling.
0: You know, I hadn't thought of your codename as Milo for a long time. And <laughs> went back to listening to them and I was like, Oh my God, this is better than I remember it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Aren't they? My thing about your code name is Milo is I was, I was really into the, like really big fan of them. And, um, it was around the time when I was in bands. And uh, I think this is quite a nice story that I've ended up booking them for Arctangent, all these, like, must be, what, 15 years later, uh, more than, probably more than 15 years. And we we went to see them at Reading Festival. I've seen them a bunch of times over the years. But we took all these CDs of our band to Reading Festival and um, we were in the crowd. Me and some of the Arctangent organizers and 2000 Trees organizers were in the crowd for Your Codame Is Milo. And I um, like frisbee'd a CD at the stage and it hit this. This sounds like a lie, but it's true. It hit the guitarist in the back and he turned around, looked down, picked the CD up and put it in his back pocket. And we were like the happiest. We were the happiest people in the world. We were all just like, yay, we're going to be famous because your code name is Milo. I've got our CD. Um, That's brilliant. So it's, it's it feels really nice that they're now, it's come full circle and I'm booking them for Art yeah. tangent.
0: Ace. Well, I can't wait to come down. I'm going to get there early on the Wednesday because you can. You can, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesdays a really uh, like super good day. This isn't my sales pitch. This is genuinely how I feel. <laughs> it's like there's something super chilled about the Wednesday. So I think the gates open about midday. The bands start at two. There's only one stage on, so you can like you can pick the best camping spot. Yeah, you can go to one stage, and the rest of the weekend there's a lot of like charging around, as we talked about. On the Clash Finder, but Wednesdays just like watch a band take half an hour off, watch a band take half an hour off. Yeah, so it's nice. a really nice introduction, have a few beers, a um, bit of silent disco at the end. And the lineup yeah. is um, so the way I booked the lineup for it is basically to look at who was the best, who were the best bands from last year. So it's a bunch of bands that played last year who went down really well with the crowd. Um, we asked people who they like on. Facebook and stuff and do some polls and see see what the audience want, who they want to see come yeah. back. And that's yeah. who i booked. So, Great.
0: yeah, it's going to be good. You know, I'm looking at the lineup now, and we've we talked about 15 bands or whatever, right? And you could actually talk about every single band on the lineup, couldn't you? I, I, I feel <laughs> like I, I don't want to leave – I actually don't really want to, like, leave anyone out because it's all unreal.
1: Yeah, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I mean, uh, it's it's genuinely – my like the the greatest. I'm so lucky to be able to book ArcTangent because it is the bands I listen to at home. So you know, yeah. I spent all day today listening to the New Ocean record. Um, there's a band called Burial Clouds. I was listening to their new album this morning. They're playing ArcTangent. I was listening to Wallowing last week. That that like so. I just like super enthusiastic about yeah. um, all the whole lineup. Basically, is what I listen to. If people don't like don't like ArcTangent. That's because they don't like the same music as me, essentially. I've just booked my my ideal festival.
0: You told you told a great thing, you said to me a great thing on the Two Thousand Trees podcast about how before you'll go to a festival, you and your friends will sit down and listen to every single person on the lineup. I've thought about that quite a lot since you said that a few months ago. I was like, that is a great way to go. And ATG, it's like it seems like a festival made for that kind of attitude.
1: Yeah, yeah. People should definitely do that. One other thing, because we released the clash finders recently so that people could get planning. And there was a lot of people, like, circling the clash finders and posting them online and being like, this is who I'm going to see. And the one thing I was struck by is I don't think people have done their – they haven't done their homework of the little unknown bands yet. And I really want – because there's always gems in there that you don't know. So I think – well, we've, we've got, like, a playlist on our um, website, a Spotify playlist of, like, every band. People should go and listen to some random stuff um, and just like discover new things. Because um, the the other thing is the elephant stage, which is like the smallest stage. Um, this year has changed quite a bit, and I've tried to make it quite different to the rest of the lineup. How so? so? So it's it's happier, it's more upbeat, or more. So there's in the morning and the early afternoon. There's like acoustic stuff and super chilled stuff. So if you if you want a bit of an introduction to the day, it kind of will ease you in. And then in the evening, there is much more upbeat and probably I mean happy might not be the right word, but it's happy compared to like um, <laughs> what you're going to see on the main stage. And yep. it's a real like contrast. So the bands that the three headliners for those stages are like Ramcock, which is kind of like almost pop rock. Um, right. Toki Horror, who I couldn't even begin to describe, but they played Tears and trees last year, and they're absolutely bonkers. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and and Clip Drips, who are who are like um, that's like electronic, uh, like really like upbeat, like it's going to get you like dancing. Most art tangent music will not make you dance. Those three bands are hundred percent going to make you dance. So I think every so often, every, everyone's got to feel like I've seen enough sad like four sad blokes staring at their feet i'm gonna go to the elephant stage and watch something happy so that's the plan eh? yeah yeah yeah
0: well james i can't wait to come down thanks for you know elaborating on this because this is the good stuff you know this is almost like reading the liner notes of a festival it's a really cool way to 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 find out more about it
1: my my, absolutely my pleasure yeah it's nice to chat
0: So there was James Scarlett, Booker of ATG, happening in just a couple of weeks, 16th to the 19th of August. If you got your tickets, I bet you're well excited. If you realize you got that weekend free and you can make it down, I implore you, check out the lineup, get very excited, and come join us. Like I said, I'll be down on the Thursday morning at 10 a.m. speaking to Katie from Pupil Slicer. Come join us for a coffee and chat. I'm looking forward to it. See you then.